Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Cashville. Hey, hey. How are you guys doing? It's Ash. It's Ange. And we are at No Ties 1879. What's up? What's up? This is a podcast about two brown Fijian kids and Gitmit descendants growing up in a white neighborhood, confused as hell, trying to figure it all out. Yep. I kind nutshell. of said that for fun last time, <laughs> and I think we're just going to run with it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, we can sweet. do that. Oh, there he is. He's actually wanting out well, right when we started. He's trapped in here now. Trapped. The third sibling is among us. Oliver the cat. You can scratch at the door all you want, bud. Yeah. This is your life for the next little bit. Yeah. At least 40 <laughs> minutes. Cats, so, am I right? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so first off, before we get started, I would like to make, well, we would like to make a land acknowledgement to the First Nation, the traditional territory of the Tawasan and Musqueam First Nation and all of the Hun Kuminum speaking people who have been stewards of this land since time immemorial. I would also like to offer my respect to all the elders who have gone before us and all the elders and First Nation people who are with us today. Absolutely. That's our favorite. Sorry, that was a little choppy. I'm reading it off my <laughs> phone, not my computer. So. It is a bit of... It's a bit long, um, but it's the one that I found for Delta, where we are yeah. now, and it's it it has everything in it. I think it's important for us to say all of the things, and sometimes it's okay to say because I hear a lot of people say like I'm you know calling in from the traditional lands of the Musqueam and Coast Salish people, and like it kind of condenses it. But we can say the whole thing. We got time all the time. Yeah, it's disrespectful. Absolutely. Should say it. <laughs> so, what's going on with you this week? How um, you doing? This week was a really busy week. Um, I mean, I th- feel like I say that every week. All of the weeks are busy for sure. Um, but just had like a lot of stuff going on with work. We had like a four-hour meeting at work, like on on Teams. Yeah, and it wasn't a bad meeting. It was just a really long time, and it would have been more practical for it to be in person, whatever. But it it really does take a lot out of you. Like, I'm sure a bunch of you listening can relate. Like, these virtual meetings, like, back-to-back are just... It is draining to sit in one spot all day and stare at a monitor. And, like, looking at yourself consistently, too, is kind of weird because you're just, like, super aware of what you look like and shit. And like, I mean, I guess you don't really have to do this no, that often, right? No, not yeah. really at all. I don't or at all. No. No. <laughs> yeah. And if you guys have like team meetings, then you work. just I don't do care it. what I look like. You just have snot coming out of my nose at work. So, totally. I mean, that's, nice. that's the contrast. Nice. Like, you yeah. have to be on point. I can look like shit. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so there was work stuff, and then there uh, was also some period promise stuff. Because yeah, you had a webinar. I did. Um, there was a webinar, and on Friday was Menstrual Hygiene Day, mm. which is a thing, for those of you who don't know, um, and something that I didn't even know a couple years ago. Um, and some, I believe in some places, they, it, it is like it's a whole month. It's like menstrual hygiene month and it's a month of um, just awareness and education and um, collecting donations and stuff like that. So the whole month has been like pretty um, busy with that, uh, which is 
I don't know, like it's, it's cool and I've enjoyed all of it. And it's a really cool thing to be a part of. The cat is so he's weird. Fine. Like, no, he's, he's fine. But it's so funny. He's just like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna, what's behind this thing? That's I'm gonna, what he does. I'm going to squeeze yeah. back here and, oh, here's a cool corner to hang out in. Yeah, he'll figure out real quick. He Fucking can't go weirdo. there. He'll jump up here and then he'll go down. Fascinating. Yeah, he can get into like <laughs> space half the size of him. Somehow. Crazy, right? Like an octopus. Weirdo. So anyways, uh, yeah. So it was promise. It was uh, super busy, but like super cool and just like a really cool thing to be a part of. Um, and so I guess I'll just like maybe just give a quick little background for those yeah, of you what who is don't it? know. <laughs> Keep talking um, about it. Yeah. So like a period poverty um, is a thing. And when we talk about period poverty, we are talking about, um, you know, on a, on a more simple, I guess, level on a more surface level, um, people who menstruate not having access to period products. So there's that. And then there's also, uh, then the inequity, um, of involved in, obtaining period products so you know them not being readily available uh, at like community facilities and at workplaces stuff like that right um in the same way that like toilet paper is even though it's an essential item um and this isn't a global issue global it is a global issue sorry but it's a global issue everyone's affected by it yeah like a lot of people think that this is something that is outside of Canada and outside of North America. And this is not something that is a problem here, but it absolutely is. Within the lower mainland in BC, period poverty is prevalent. It's a thing. It is absolutely a thing. And, you know, not a lot of people know about it. And so um, the Period Promise campaign aims to raise awareness about this and, you know, not only collect donations to then distribute to organizations that help persons who menstruate, but also raise awareness about this issue because it's so relevant to where we are and it is not commonly known. And I think a lot of people who menstruate just think that if they don't have access to period products here, that it's just, it is what it is and there's no supports out there for it, which is, I don't know, kind of sort of fair to think, I think, but there are organizations out there that are, you know, fighting to, um, make this more uh, of an um, make this more known to the general public, so that we can push forward initiatives to, um, you know, encourage and challenge workplaces to provide period products and um, governments too, like municipal governments to provide period products and school districts. Um, so it's definitely gained some momentum in the last couple of years. Yeah, and. Prior, like, I've always kind of, with, like, a lot of things out there in the Lower Mainland, there's, like, I don't know. I used to have a friend who worked in, like, uh, what do you call it? I I don't really know. I guess this was, like, the Department of Children and Women's Welfare. I I don't know. She would be there to, like, answer the phone if, like a single mom called and needed like diapers and she didn't have no money, but she was part of like some social program or 
Sure. So almost yeah. like uh, like the the Ministry of yeah uh, yeah yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Poverty That's exactly Reduction. Yeah. Exactly yeah. Anyway, so like um, so I guess I've always known that there's been like sort of like a like an uh, uh like a like a divide where people aren't getting access to simple things like that, right? But I mean, because it's like a women's issue, like the general population doesn't really even know that like a lot of women don't get access to like uh you know simple feminine hygiene products right yeah so like and prior to your thing and then today actually just before our recording i actually watched that document i do yourselves a favor and watch it mm-hmm. uh but the period end of sentence documentary on netflix like 25 yeah, minutes super informative learned a lot i didn't know and going into it it's like why is this my problem like don't get me wrong exactly I have, like all of us guys have been in relationships with women and all of us guys have had to be there like right if you've them. been in like yeah a, and like, like all of us guys have been like asked to go to the store and like sure you know, we've all you know it's not a big deal we all like so like um yeah i guess i didn't i going into it i was like why is this my problem and then it kind of was like well i mean it is my problem like we all right. know women and like you know, when they're talking about how they go through it and when they don't have access to the proper mm-hmm. products, like it's that much harder for them to just like do things. And like some and just women things. are like going through it worse than others, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to get into spit. Like, I, sure. I'm so, not I mean, a woman. We- I can't really speak on this too much, but mm-hmm. I'm sure it. Yeah, uh, there's a different like there's levels to it, right? Sure. So, and so I mean, we can like, I, you know, I got some I got some facts for facts. for there us for sure. So um, the United Way's period promise campaign uh, has done some research uh, within the lower mainland and within the province. Um, and so the research project showed that more than 25 percent of all people who menstruate. And I will say that, you know, people who menstruate is the uh, terminology that we use because um not all persons who identify as women menstruate necessarily um and not all people who menstruate um are um uh, like female identifying right so we say people who menstruate so the project showed that more than 25% of all people who menstruate in BC have gone through a period without having access to products to support them and this this can mean like a number of things right and here's the thing is that like we've all i think most of us people who menstruate can say that there's been times like even if you the affordability of it wasn't necessarily a thing it was like the access it was like i'm 14 15 16 and my mom is at work and there's nothing at home and I have to either just deal with this or go talk to my dad to tell him that I need to go to the store and explain to him why right like there's like a number of factors um uh, and then people who menstruate are missing out on work school and opportunities to access essential services and contribute to their community um especially in the last little bit here um 
you know, with COVID and everything, um, job losses and changes in the economy over the past year have meant that people's incomes are way tight, of course, um, and they don't have a nest egg to help them buy product. So more people than ever are having to choose between putting food on the table or buying the product they need. That is rough. And that's rough for like, you know, I just think of like single moms who like are menstruating and they're like, I need to either buy menstrual products or food for my kids. Like that's not, a, it's, it's not, it's, it's a tough and not tough decision. Cause it's like, it's not tough. We all know what the answer is there, but at the same time, it's, it's tough to not have menstrual products. Yeah. It's like the way I think about it is everybody in the world should be like a baseline zero. Okay. Okay. So like, when a woman doesn't have access to, like, something like that, like, she is below zero. And, like, people around her, like, think about it. If she was, like, up to par, I guess is what I'm saying, like, her quality of life would go up dramatically. Thank you. Like, I think yes. about how hard it is to be a single mom. I don't know what that's like, but I know mm-hmm. a couple of them. Right. Think about how hard it would be just trying to, like, mm-hmm. to deal with that when you're going through your menstrual cycle. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, it's, I don't know. Just, just fucking bullshit, man. It is Sorry. fucking bullshit. Honestly, yeah. It, it's, like, it kind of annoys me, too, that, like, okay, so you got this thing. The world knows about it. Everybody knows knows about it. Everybody's always known about it, mm-hmm. but, and I mean, this kind of goes for saying a lot of, about a lot of things, but like a woman's going to get shit on for fucking calling in sick mm-hmm. because she has her period or even just like, she'll think twice about calling. It's like, I don't know, like I've been in past relationships where my, my, my partners have like. Like, they've not been okay that day. Mm-hmm. They clearly should have just stayed home, but they've gone to work anyways. And it's like, well, yeah. I could, like, I have to go to work. Yeah. And it's like, yo, you can't, you shouldn't even be driving a car. You yeah. can't, even, like, you're like, it's like, oh, well, I'll just, you know, pop a couple Tylenol and, and I'll be fine. And it's like, yo, man, like, this is no way to, like... You know, it's like having to, you know, like you said, choosing between feminine hygiene products and feeding your kids. It's like paying the bills or, yeah. or staying home. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then mm-hmm. if you have like really important job where you're like a first responder or healthcare worker or whatever, where you, it's like calling in sick to work, it's probably like there's weight to it, right? Yeah. Like people suffer down the line and it's, I'm actually really glad that you brought up that specifically, the first responder thing, uh, because we, so like you, um, like have been in a past relationship and still remain connected to someone who is like within a first response service. Um, and I am connected to the first responder world as well. And when I, um, have had my interactions with, with female police officers, I have, like that has been a huge question of mine is like, you know, when you like, you know, one for, for, uh, everyone, not just females, when you need to be and you're 
in your car all day or you're stuck at a call or like, you know, there's a high priority call or incident that's come in and like, that's it. What do you do? And, you know, everyone just kind of says like, it is what it is. And you try to, you just, you kind of try to figure it out. And like, you know, you're, you just, it, it kind of is what it is. It's situational, of course. And then for the females, I was just like, what do you do when you're on your period? And they're like, it's kind of one of two things. So pretty much the first thing is, yeah, like the same thing as before is like, it kind of is what it is. And you gotta, you gotta deal with it. Like you gotta deal with your call first and your work first. And it depends on the priority. And like, obviously like, you know, your team helps you and like, you know, you, you can be, you hope that you can be honest with your team and they can bring you something if you don't have it or they can, you know, like relieve you for some time. Um, or what a lot of women have said they do is they take some form of birth control to disrupt it. So then it doesn't happen or it happens or very lightly. And then you just don't have, to, don't have to fucking deal with it. And I'm like, yo, that, it's like that blows and a lot of women, like I remember when I was in high school, like a lot of a lot of girls that I went to school with, um, immediately after they got their first period or within the first year, they were on birth control to regulate it and make it not hurt and make it just be less, less of a pain in the ass. And like, especially at that young age when you were like already or like, I don't know, emotionally erratic and don't have the skills to like mm -hmm. the emotional wherewithal to deal with, you know, teenagerhood and growing up. And now you're like, you know, putting hormones in your body. Like, it's just, it's just unfortunate yeah. that we have to make these choices to that shit messes you up even more. And then, and then you just have to like, you know, in order to function in regular society, in the system that we all live in, we have to, this is what we have to do in order to be able to do that. What? <laughs> yeah, it's it's ass backwards too, and then <laughs> then you st like, and then like, cause I started asking, so I started thinking about things like that when I was watching the documentary, okay. and I was just like, how how the fuck do you make this things like this easier? And like, I'm trying, I was sitting there, I'm like, like how do you like? I don't like, I don't have this problem, like, yeah, how, but like like you know, cause you wanna, I want, I naturally want to like do my part and help out. Mm -hmm. however right like yeah so my now it's like how do you make it easier for someone and then i was like i don't fucking know like, yeah how do you make it like yeah that's i think that's a really good question like, so like, i you mean stick a vending machine in every women's bathroom and make it free for everyone or like so that is the like, thing yeah so that's the thing that's happening right now so at my workplace um the city actually just did that um and so you know we've installed uh, dispensers in washrooms um, in multiple uh, facilities and like not all cities are doing this some are kind of jumping on some are extremely resistant resistant um, it's a huge topic of concern it, it's definitely 180 for some I think uh, I think it was Victoria um, that was like it was literally like barely a conversation amongst their council. And they were just like, well, yeah, like we like toilet papers in the washrooms. So why isn't yeah. this? And it was barely like a blip on their line, of, like a line item in their budget. And they were like, you know, it was just barely a conversation. Whereas in some municipalities, it's just like, they don't really think that it's a thing. And, you know, there's, 
a lot of work to be done, of course, and it's going to continue pushing forward. But the the dispenser thing is, yeah, absolutely. So that's a thing. Um, and then just to like level that up even more. And this is this was something that was also discussed um, on the panel discussion that I was on a couple days ago, which we'll link to in the show notes. Um, you know, when you when we do this, right, like, of course, it is a step forward to install a dispenser in a washroom. But we need to ensure that we're installing them in all of the washrooms, not just necessarily the women's ones. So where I work, we actually have general neutral washrooms and it's and it's like they're two singles so they're like single rooms but they're both gender neutral years ago they used to be specific for no apparent reason but we made them gender neutral a few years ago um and then currently there is one dispenser in a, a certain um a certain washroom and then the other one doesn't have it and again they're not gender specific but like say like you know someone who doesn't menstruate you know, walks into that washroom and they're going to look at it and say, oh, this is a girl's washroom because that's there. So I'm going to go to the other one, I guess. And then the other, you know, there's not a dispenser in there. And then we've kind of created this like almost gender divide of like, this one's for this gender, this one's for this one, the end. And like that is, (laughs) that's kind of not what we're trying to accomplish here. And then there's also the concern and issue of not all people who menstruate are going into the woman's washroom. Right. right? Yeah. So then what, right? So if, if there are workplaces and facilities and places that have gender specific washrooms, if you're putting products only in one of them, we're making a huge assumption there. Right. So it's still not, perfectly inclusive and equitable. So there's a lot of layers to this, right? There's a lot of levels and, um, you know, there's like, we need to be careful that we're not just doing these things to like check off boxes. You know what I mean? Right. Cause I think that like a lot of places do shit like that. Yeah, right? they like, do definitely yeah, do that. It's like, Oh, we, we sure. did our, we did our thing. We're not going to talk about this again. It's there. Yeah. Yeah. What more do you want? Yeah. Yeah. And then also just there's also the conversation of like the products themselves, right? Generally, the dispensers that um, are carried in places, the products that they actually dispense are like super whatever. Trash. Yeah. Like the pads are like diaper pads. They're they're just like really uncomfortable and not like there isn't one pad or one tampon that every single person who menstruates is going to use. Kind of. Yeah. Sort of. So, so, you know, it's like, sure, we got, like, you know, a lot of places have these dispensers now and they've got products and they've got a pad and a tampon. But, like, it's still, I will say as a youth worker that there is still some burden on, you know, ourselves and, you know, lots of other people who work in social services to to continue to carry options because not everyone is going to want that specific thing. It's not going to be comfortable. It's not going to be practical, you know. And so... We're moving in the right direction. Obviously, more work needs to be done. Um, but I'm not disappointed, which is nice, because aside from, you know, being able to, you know, sit on a panel with, like, extremely distinguished and esteemed individuals and talk about this and, you know, have these nonprofit organizations that aim to raise awareness about this and raise um, product donations and monetary donations... Like, 
it's really cool to be able to do this because of the cultural implications for us, for like, you know, people who look like us and people who are similar to us, you know, religion, culture, nationality, all that. Yeah, um, there's some shitty stigmas attached to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just, and, and then, and I'll say this, and it's for no other reason than guys are dicks. <laughs> like, in that documentary, all I heard was guys make fun of us when we go get our pads. Yeah. And guys were like, okay, like, and this, like, I don't understand this shit. Like, but guys, they were talking about how they were, when they were changing their pads and shit, like, like guys were like, uh, like, like following them and shit like that. I, I don't know, man. Yeah, like, and, like, Three, teasing like, them and yeah, just being stupid. Just being pieces of shit, man. So, like, and you got to, like, stop with that. Stop. Like, yeah, stop with like, that. I don't even know. It's just childish behavior to me. Like, I just don't, I don't even, I don't even know, man. Like, you might as well get made fun of because your dick is broken or something. Like, if that you're an old-ass like, man and you're taking Viagra and you're making fun of your, like, like somebody for like being on their period or whatever like take a look in the mirror yeah, man, man. Like, <laughs> like, i guess what i'm just trying to say is like we all need to check ourselves and like change the way we look at this because it's not like yeah this isn't a joke like these are people's lives and what they have to go through yeah like I'm not a like I don't know. Yeah, and we all have wives, girlfriends, sisters, cousins. You know, like moms. We might as like, well be like yeah. making fun of them too. Yeah, you know what um, I'm saying. That's the, the way I see it. A really funny no, thing that I uh, that I found I in that. Before. Yeah, the, so a funny thing that I found. Things. <laughs> a funny thing that I found in that documentary was when um because they were asking the dudes about it right they're just like what do you think a period is or what do you yeah. know about it and they were yeah. just like well they don't even know what the fuck it is yeah they were like well it happens and then and then the a woman has a baby that <laughs> menstruation was an illness uh, yeah that only affects some women right and i mean like that has to do with the way like we don't talk about that shit in our culture so we don't know what it is so half yeah. the time we're just left to our own devices and like yeah. make shit up in our own minds about what it is yeah so i remember seeing commercials when i was a kid and asking my mom what, what the, the fuck is that, that? yeah She'd even me like oh you don't need to know and i'd be like okay well i'm just gonna make shit up in my head yeah. about what it is yeah and like growing up i would just be like Oh well, you're on your fucking rag. Like, calm down. Or, yeah. You know, I'd say like, you know, like just I like said, I'd say, shit, right? you know, so like, you know, I was, like, I'd urge any fucking young men listening, whatever. You better change the way you look at this shit because, uh, I don't know. It's just a fucking like how you can't look at yourself in the mirror and respect yourself if you're. Yeah. So something that we were kind of saying on on the panel uh, on Thursday was. 
there there was a question that was somewhat to the effect of like, you know, what are the questions that you get as to why we need to do this and stuff like that. And like everyone, and it, it's such a simple answer, man. And usually this most simplest answer is the most profound. And it is that it is the right thing to do. Like, why do we need to provide period yeah. products? Because it's the fucking the right, right thing, thing to do. To do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, do you fucking go to the washroom and like, you know, when there's like no toilet paper there, you're fucking like, you go to, the, you know, the front counter or wherever the hell you go to the, the you know, you tell your server at the restaurant, like, hey, that you guys need to replenish that shit, right? And it's like, oh, oh shit, oh my God, so sorry, right? Like, it's a thing. Yeah. So what the fuck? Like, why? Like, this is the exact same motherfucking Ish, thing. Basic. Basic human rights. Basic, basic human right. right. Um, and then so something that I kind of... That zero thing I was from, being par. Yeah. Having well, what you equity, need, yes. everything you need equity. to be able to be a normal functioning human being comfortably. Yes. Food, water, place yeah. to live. Shit like this. Yeah. And so like this is this is what we're talking about when we say equity, right? So just because a man doesn't require this product or, you know, persons who don't menstruate rather don't require this product, it doesn't that's not the standard. It is a standard for themselves, but it is not equitable to say that they don't need this and so it doesn't need to be provided, right? It is equitable to provide everybody the stuff that they need. Right. And that applies to so many things. And we could go on forever about equity. Um, and maybe like, let's just say like for, you know, like our friends who are listening who don't know because they're not brown. Um, in Hinduism, guys, which is like what we are, we are Hindus. We are a Hindu household. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mom prays every Monday, Friday. Dad prays on Tuesday. It's a whole thing. Right. So, um. And we were, we were raised religious and we have sort of chosen what it is that we like to embrace and what we don't. And I I think we're more understanding of religion in our lives now because we have done our own work to, you know, look into. Fill in the blanks. Yes, absolutely. Right. Because like when, you know, when some dude is talking (laughs) in Sanskrit for hours you don't know what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, like I, I don't know what's happening, and, and this is boring, and, and I'm boring. So must me I? What? Yeah, uh, I guess, kind of. I understand. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it, you just nod your head, and you're like, yes, yes, yeah. I understand. Yes, I understand. Next thing, let's go. Yeah. So, so you know, in Hinduism, women or persons who menstruate, but you know, because Hinduism is generally a pretty like. It's it's a gender and unequal mm-hmm. religion. Uh, women are not allowed to pray when they're on their period. They're not allowed to um, enter a place of worship. They're not allowed to um, go near um, any um, idols of God. Like if you have anything in your house, like pictures or whatever, like you can't touch it, shouldn't be near it. Um, and in some cases, like in some places, um, like in India and like maybe even in Fiji and in other countries where, um, um, Hinduism is is extremely prevalent and there's, um, I guess very devout Hindus, you can't even like communicate with or like go near someone if it's like something special, if something's like special going on and like you're on your period, well, like you're not going to be a part of that. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that is something that like I grew up with. Like I, and I didn't know that. And I, I remember when I first heard about it, I was just like, well, that makes no sense because didn't God do this to me? Like, didn't God make me like this? So yeah. why the fuck so. is he going to be mad at, or they, they, because well, the one cool thing about Hinduism is that there are male and female gods or there are gods yeah. and goddesses. <laughs> um, 33 million of them. Yes. And so, you know, like the gods and goddesses can't be mad at me because did they not create me? And so why the fuck do I need to be ashamed of this? And so I actually remember a specific, a specific time where this happened. And it was like when we were, we must've been like 16 and 20 around there in this house. And it was puja time. Mm -hmm. And I like woke up that morning and I had my period mm -hmm. and I had to go tell mom. And I was like, Hey mom, I got my period. And she was like, so like, she couldn't even, she couldn't even, she was like, oh, now what? And I was like, I don't know. And then I couldn't, you know, every year I make the, um, the, uh, the malas, yep. the, the flower necklaces. I couldn't do that. Like I couldn't touch anything. Yeah. Right. And I was like, well, this sucks. And so, <laughs> so I couldn't do anything, but I still, you know, she was like, you still get dressed up and be present or whatever, but I won't be able to go do like arati or anything. Couldn't do anything. I was like, okay. And then I remember this was a time where like we also were, because we were like teenagers and early adults, we were having our own tumultuous relationship with religion and God and the way it was presented to us. And so you were just like not down. Like you didn't want to be there. We were just trying to get through the day, right? And so you were like, okay, let's do this. And so it came time for us to like, do arti or whatever it was that we were going to do with mom and dad. Um, and you were standing beside me and you were like, okay, let's go. And then like the Bundit G2 was just like, Oh, like kids come forward or whatever. And we we're like, okay. And I got confused and I was just like, Oh, well, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Because now the Pandit is asking me to come and there's people here and like pay it as a no and whatever. And you were, so you stepped forward and I didn't step forward. And then you like kind of grabbed my sleeve. And then I looked at one of the cousins and she knew she was there and she knew because mom had let her know. And she looked at me and she kind of like, she like kind of closed her eyes and shook her head like this. And she was like, no. And I was like, okay. So I stepped back and then you were so annoyed that I wasn't doing it and you had to go do it on your own. And then also everyone in the room then knew because because the Bundaji was just like, oh. And mom was just like, yeah, like she's not gonna, she's not gonna come. Yeah. And then everyone in the whole fucking world knows that you're on your period. And like, here's the thing. I don't fucking care. I just cared that everyone else cared. You know what I mean? I was also young and like, yeah, it is kind of embarrassing just because of the stigma that society creates. But like, Everyone in that room in that moment knew that I was on my period. And I was like, this is so terrific. This is, this is the best. Yeah, super uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that. but Yeah. <laughs> I, re I remember it. Yeah. Shit experience. Yeah. And then like. <laughs> Sounds like it. And then, yeah, right. And it's like you, right. Like that's the thing is like, we're just constantly like putting people who menstruate in these positions to feel shitty. Like, why are we doing this, you know? And then years later, like as an adult, um, I came to learn that in 
Sikhism, that is not a thing. And I didn't realize that. I just thought that all brown religion and culture felt the same way about that. And it was not that. And Sikhism... You're not supposed to change yourself in Sikhism. Exactly. And you just embrace who you are exactly how you are. And that is like the most beautiful thing ever. So I didn't know that. And I went to school with this girl and she she asked me... Um, she was just like, so is it true that like in Hinduism, you can't like pray when you're on your period? And I was like, yeah, is that not a thing with you? And she was like, no, like that's not a thing at all. And I was like, what? Like, I couldn't believe it. And and then she said the same thing that I was thinking. She was just like, why would God be mad at me about something that they are like making happen to me? Like they created me to be the way that I am. And this is their thing. So why, like, what gives them the right to be mad at me? And I was like, oh, my God. And then and then I saw the documentary. And then I, like, talked to mom about it. I remember I was fucking pissed about it one day. And I was like, where in the book, right? And when I say the book, I'm referring to, like, our Bible, the Gita. <sighs> Any of the Gitas. There's numerous Gitas, Chalasas, all of the things. <laughs> They're like Idas for people who want to reference yeah um it's like from uh the norse pantheon so um yeah i was like where in the book does it say that i can't pray when i'm on my period and she was like she kind of like rolled her eyes and was annoyed herself and she was like it doesn't it's just that's just something that people made up and I was like, okay, well then fuck this thing. And she was like, yeah, like, fuck it. Yeah, so th- <laughs> there's a lot of weird bullshit classist things in Hinduism that don't make any fucking sense whatsoever. And yeah. They're just like constructs from like. So much gender so like, construct. Yeah. And, and like, class. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Anyways, like, I mean, we're not supposed to eat bottom feeder animals. Like. What the fuck is that shit? And, like, I'm starting to question this cow thing, too. Like, I'm, like, I'm not going to run out the door and go (laughs) cut up a fucking steak and start eating it. But, like, where, like, I'm, like, there's a lot. (laughs) I'm a little bit crazy with my whole outlook on religion and especially ours because... I like to just say it's aliens and that makes it real for me. Yeah, right. right. So like, in my <laughs> mind, like the cow thing doesn't fucking make any sense. Why the hell are a bunch of goddamn aliens asking me to worship a fucking cow? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Well, okay. A bunch so- of beings with nuclear weapons are asking me <laughs> to fucking worship a cow. Uh, uh, and so- then on top of that, I'm not supposed to eat shrimp or pork. Or any of this other shit because they're unclean animals. Like, oh, the shrimp. Thi- oh, you know, my like, God. Yeah, okay. I will eat any. all of the seafood. Thank yeah, you very much. Just, there's things about this religion that yeah. don't make any sense. And you can tell what's, like, real and then what's, like, just classist bullshit. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, I'm, I know white people. Like, bro, we're a lot different than the New York Hindus. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> So something, so because because white people do ask me, they're just like, what, like, what's the deal with the cow? Why do you worship? Why do Hindus worship cows? And th- the way I break it down is like, okay, so when we do puja, mm. when we pray, we use milk, milk yeah. in in 
our rituals and, you know, milk is used to do a part of our prayer. And so because the cow provides us with something that we feel is necessary in order to do puja, because like we honestly, like if there's no milk, there's no puja, yeah. let's be real. Um, we, we worship that animal because it provides us that. Yeah. And, and also I heard too that because uh, Hindus are supposed to be predominantly vegetarian, right? And yes. So like, like the Brahmins, a cow, yeah. like a cow, like in India, you don't have machinery to work the farms to grow vegetables, right? So you use cows. So like right. a cow is worth more alive than it would be dead, mm-hmm. right? Like if you keep a cow alive for longer, you have something that's going to work fields, give you milk for prayer, right? Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Like they, I, I, I was told that that also has something to do with why they're revered, right? But right. I, I don't know what that has to do with worshiping them, worshiping the fuck out of them. It's yeah. never been explained to me. Oh. Well, and they're like, and this could be a whole other episode, but it's like, you know, growing up when you'd be like, but why, mom? Why, but dad? Why, why do yeah. we do this? And the answer is just because we just do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? So if there are any like English speaking people, English-speaking um, Hindus <laughs> like our age who are well versed, yeah, in our religion, who want to like explain this to us and, and everyone, to the world. yeah. Because um, yeah, how old is this religion? Like five thousand plus years. No, old. it's like that's one of the long, oldest, right? Yeah, that's a long time for stuff to get lost in translation. I mean. How do I know they didn't actually mean like space cow or something? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Aliens, space cow. That makes sense. Yeah. God, I'm, just, it, I'm just having fun. <laughs> I mean, okay, but here's the thing though, is that like, we believe this being, like we believe in this like higher being, but then we also like, like, so why is it out of this world, no pun intended, to to believe in these aliens, right? It's like, if someone wants to judge anyone for being like, it was aliens or whatever, like, okay, yeah. let, let's take it easy. You you believe in God, okay? Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, there's, it's one, like, I'm not, like, I am religious and I do pray when I feel like it, let's be real. Um, but I don't, you know, like I'm not out here like conforming to all the gender roles. You know that gender yeah, thing. I fucking hate life. every year. We just did it a couple of weeks ago. That fucking gender thing pisses me right motherfucking off. Which I can't thing? touch it. Oh. So cause the gender can only be um like done by the males. And every year, I you know, I try to touch it. Like, I try to, like, go near it. And especially when I was a kid, too. I would, like... I, and then it became funny to me. I would, like, fuck with mom and dad. I would fuck with mom. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to touch it. Yeah. I'm going to touch it. Oh, it's not good anymore. It's tainted now yeah, because a female understand. touched it. Yeah, it's fuck off. something to do with... Uh, but, I mean, sometimes I've learned, too, is that a lo- um, there's, like, a deeper significance... There, it has, absolutely, there's like, yeah. uh, like that thing, like I'm, I'm, I'm just making shit up here and trying to connect the dots and fill mm-hmm. in the blanks. But that thing specifically might have something to do with like a male rite of passage 
because of the right, god because it's you associated have to because you stick the 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 bamboo yeah. pole into the ground so yeah absolutely yeah I don't, I don't know i think it i think there might be something to that one that yeah. one might not be one of those like Maybe, but then explain it to me, right? Like, tell me, right? Because, like, the the agenda has to do with it, because that is a part of, like, Hanumanji Kipuja, right? And Hanumanji is the, is like, yeah, he's the G of the dude, the dudes, right? And so. Shot caller in prison. He's like, (laughs) yeah. 23 and a half hours, 365 solitary. He's that guy. All the devout Hindus right now are like fucking like, no, they're (laughs) cursing you right now. No, but he's the G. He's the one you go see if you need something taken care of, right? 100%. And it doesn't matter what it is. He makes it happen. Yeah. Right? The most, um, this is, this is for the, the lovers of, I don't know, what do we call it? Not folklore, but like just the story, um, Scripture, scripture, scripture. Um, you know, the, the scripture says that there was, you know, someone, there was a lady who wanted to make medicine mm-hmm. in a village somewhere. And um, she asked Hanumanji for a leaf for the medicine. Yeah. And so he went to go get a leaf and he's looking at all these leaves and he's like, I don't know what leaf she wants. So he picked up the brought entire mountain and brought her the mountain so she could pick the, pick the leaf and all of the, um, the, you know, the statues and, and idols. Yeah. And pictures that. that you see. Absolutely. Yeah. He's carrying a mountain and like, that's a pretty fucking sick story. Like yeah. I'm down, <laughs> I'm down. Um, but I don't know what that has to do with me not being able to like have an ohm on me and not, you know, yeah, and, which I fucking did anyways. Yeah. And but every, everybody does that. Yeah. That, that one doesn't make any sense either. Yeah. So, I mean, but also, like, if you know why, explain it to me. Yeah. I'm not necessarily going to agree, but if there is a reason as to why, then, you know, yeah. cool. I'm not going to tell you no. I'm not going to tell you, like, fuck you, you're wrong or whatever. I just don't get it. Um, but I do, like, open my heart to religion. And I, when we are able to understand the stories, I enjoy listening to the stories yeah, because no they're, they're, yeah, it's cool. It's all great. And, um, you know, this year especially was, I think like a better year for that. Um, so <sighs> periods in religion guys, like mm. <laughs> what, it's not what, just what? our religion either. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I think Islam has this, that that same mm-hmm. what rule or whatever you Some, want to call yeah, it yeah something and then also like heavily gender based as well um, I don't really know but maybe there's some Christian religions that subscribe to the same there might be uh, um like some sects that have like a thing maybe yeah. Um, and then I was trying to look it up. Yeah. I don't even know what to (laughs) look up. I I know. Right. Like, uh, but I I don't know if you are affected by this, like we feel you. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, guys, like we really encourage you to like get on the Netflix and watch this documentary period. End of sentence. It really does shed so much light on the stigma and inequity that it will people who menstruate face of what is going on. And then, I urge you to help out where you can because I'm probably going to be doing that too. Yeah. No. So actually, thank you for reminding me. I um, would definitely like to just throw in some plugs here for sure, um, you know, while we can. But um, 
you know, if you are so inclined, um, the United Way period promise campaign, it's always accepting donations. I have been accepting donations all this month for them. Um, by the time this podcast comes out, their collecting period will be over, but be on the lookout. I, like, if you're trying to give someone money, like they're not going to say no. So, <laughs> so, um, so like we'll link to all this stuff and like how you can donate and how you can get involved. And it, it can also just be, be as simple as, um, just having products with you in your house. Right. Like I, I have like a lot of like dude friends who don't necessarily think that, they need to like have period products in their house and like, sure. Why would they think huh. of that? Maybe, that but I have absolutely, actually, yeah, I have absolutely like, I have told yeah, dudes, I'm just like, Hey, that. like it might be smart. Like I know you live alone or whatever, but like, you know, you have friends that are girls and you have female family members and stuff. Like it's just smart to have some products with you, like just under the sink, like just get like a couple of different things, some liners, some pads, some tampons, yeah. just in case, like, that fucking helps. Yeah. Right? And at the very least, guys, if you can't get on board with like it being the right thing to do, it'll make you look like a rock star. <laughs> like if there you go. Like if you're not willing to be a good guy, it'll make you look like a rock star. Yeah. Is that is that yeah. meeting you halfway? Yeah. So go check Bastards. out this documentary. They really talk about, um, you know, the this uh, a group of women in India who have been empowered to um, make their own pads, which is really mm. good. Um, it's called the Pad Project, and those specific pads too are called Fly. I don't know if that helps. Right. Yeah. The <laughs> girl who lady who started that project is, or I don't know if she started, but she's she's a big player in this huge in this project she is actually trying to be a police officer in the yes. new delhi police Sneha. right yes yeah so Sneha. like she uh, and this documentary also came out two years ago and mm -hmm. she even said her five-year plan is like in five years i see myself as a new delhi police officer with lots of money and like she's out there actually hustle like yeah she's the one by what it looked like, like the dude invented the machines yes. and he helps the people, he helps educate the people on how they work. And then she's got her, what looks like to be her hustle is like, yeah. she's given these women a purpose mm -hmm. and a job. Yeah. And through that, they've gained independence. Yes. Right. And now like, like it's, crazy like they even said like it's like like their husbands i don't know if they really disrespected them or whatever before but it, they said they look at them differently now like the husbands are looking at the wives differently now like they've there's more respect there I yeah guess because, more equality yeah and, the, and they have like the independence thing in so many ways because it's not just a way for women to you know make some money but also just the raising of the awareness and getting rid of the stigma yeah. and you know like they go and talk to young girls about about their periods and you know these girls are kind of like sitting there snickering laughing and laughing and snickering but then but then afterwards they're kind of like you know what like this is cool and show like i'm really glad yeah the one that she was like show me what is it show me how it yeah works. yeah that was and sick like, that was sick yeah, yeah. She, you could tell she was really the gears were turning. Yeah, yeah. And she seemed very like closed off about the whole thing. Like she didn't want to talk about it. Yes, then, like, absolutely. Yeah. So it was kind of cool to see that inspiration 
there as well. So I don't know what Naya is up to right now, but I hope she's doing well. Yeah. And I hope like like she was out there like hustling yeah. to every it, it, individual it was to person. Arranged marriage. Yeah. 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 That yeah. was her alternative, guys. Yeah. So, like, yeah. And she's, like, out there. She even said, she's, like, I've never had to sell anything to anybody. Yeah. And she's, like, trying to sell these women, like, pads. And she's honestly, t- she's telling them the truth. Like, she's, yeah. like, they don't look that good, but they work really well. Yeah. They're cheaper. And, yeah. like, this is for something. And, like, yeah. I have a place. Like, I can offer you work. And, like. Yeah. That's crazy. She's basically doing what, like, you, like, what you are. Like an MLM, at. right? Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> it's interesting to see. But yeah. Like, just so much, like, female empowerment. Yeah. Like, I just, it, yeah, it was really encouraging. Love to see yeah, it. Really. So go check that out, guys. Um, check out um, the, the periodpromise.ca. Um, check out the pad project. We'll link to all this stuff. But, like like get woke and like open your mind to, you know, not just the issues that affect you, but the the issues that affect everyone, the entire population and um, how much these inequities really exist and how they're, you know, um, culturally based um, within, um, you know, this culture, but like as in the lower mainland culture, but also global culture and different religions, um, you know, and how your socioeconomic status has to do with these types of inequities. Like there's a lot of barriers out there. And if we can just understand those barriers better and understand how these barriers affect folks who are not like us, or maybe more like us than we think. And I think we can just be like fucking nicer to each other, man. Like yeah. I think that it's, <laughs> we can just be nicer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just really, that's the bottom line of this whole thing. Yeah. Okay. I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. Don't you have to go soon? I do. I do have to go. Um, <laughs> nah, it's all good. Um, but I feel pretty good about this one. feel like, you know, we gave back and yeah, like let us know what you think. If you guys have any, um, like answers to our Hinduism questions, <laughs> say what's up. Yeah, we'd love um, to have you on as a guest potentially. Yeah, I feel like, you know, you know who's going to probably know some shit is probably like Ash because Ash yeah, is pretty low. Say, Not you, but no, our, yeah, our yeah, nephew. nephew. I called him my firstborn yeah. yesterday. Yeah, 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 that's, who, that's <laughs> yeah. who she was talking about in that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, have a terrific week, guys. Yeah. Um, Enjoy whatever weather comes at you. Yes. Out here in the lower mainland, who knows? Who motherfucking knows? Could be hail, That's could it be right rain, there. could be sunshine, could be chemtrails. Could be chemtrails. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we are at no ties 1879 on Instagram. Go follow, go like all of our shit. Uh, please go make sure to um, subscribe to us on all of your, whichever platform you use. Yeah, it's um, all there. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Guys, rate us. We've got one. Thank you very much, Sarah. Um, <laughs> I'll just, let's just say it like yeah. rock star. Thanks so much, girl. Um, rate us, review us. Five stars is the only option. Um, and yeah, thanks so much. Yeah. Uh, enjoy, stay safe, take care of each other. Don't be a little bitch and, uh, take care of your menstrual hygiene. Yes. That, yeah, that'll be the theme. <laughs> <laughs> Handle that. <laughs> And if you are a guy and your old lady is having trouble with that, go buy her a bunch of snacks. Yep. Go buy her snacks. Super helpful. Sugary snacks. Okay, bye.